0: Simpler. We are three pastors, husbands, and fathers on a journey to make life simpler by holding Jesus as the core for every belief and practice. This journey has shaped us to be more like Christ, freed us from the shame of failure, and encouraged us to a deeper love of our Lord and God. We invite you to join us in the discussions that have shaped and continue to shape our lives. I'm I'm trying to be closer to my microphone because I've been wow. editing. Sorry, I'm screaming. I'm really excited today.
1: You can be closer without I, being. Wilder. I know. I'm just excited.
0: I'll go NPR on you guys today. Should be real close. Just the more just I edit, the more I edit, like the more I realize I'm like 35 feet go back. back. Golly, man! I just feel so bad for Steven having to edit me. So I'm gonna be try to re really. Aware of where I am, it's good for steven though because he gets to work on his essence. Like his, <laughs> know, true, while yeah. he's editing. Be really mindful of it. Wait, what's funny is like I don't know if it's my beard or what it is, but I feel like I'm eating the mic every week. And then I edit, and I'm like way back Have there. Have you seen
2: these podcast people are doing with these same mics, which are great mics, but they're holding them. Yeah, and they can pull them close and, and they're push like, them away. And but they're holding them on. They're not holding them like a mic. They're holding them on a stand like this. And it's just <laughs> no, like, I haven't seen those. They're
0: just that's weird. I've seen I uh have y'all seen Erwin McManus's and his sons? Y'all you know, mm-hmm. know who Erin McManus yeah. is? Yeah. Uh they have ones on boom stands. Yeah. And so they're like pulling them around with them kind of the whole I time. I like those boom stands. Yeah, they're nice, man. Steven
2: said we don't have enough room for the boom stands in here.
0: Mm. I think we should just put them on the ceiling. Ooh, like I'm car just, washes. Yeah. You know how they could drag you around with them. We can just wheel around <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are doing all right? Yeah, man. Doing Good well. I'm going to I'm trying
1: to get a a spring cold or something.
0: Yeah, man. What's the Allergies. weather's weird? April and May in Texas, it's either going to be 40 degrees and rainy or a thousand degrees and sun shining. So,
1: well, and we were we were at a tennis tournament uh, the other day for like 10 hours and the wind was just nonstop. So yeah. it could just be allergy crud. You just That's sit true. In my man. lungs. Yeah, it's out to get you. Guess it's weird going
2: to like multiple states in weeks at a time because it, it changes like the temperature and the climate changes so drastically. Like I get yeah, on, yeah. I get on a, pl- I got on a plane last month in Texas, and it was 95 degrees, and I got off in Memphis, Tennessee, thinking it was going to be 95 degrees, and I walked yeah. outside, and it was like 60 degrees. Yeah,
1: you weren't prepared. <laughs> I had to, um, like I'm opening
2: my suitcase on the like outside yeah, exactly. sidewalk at the airport, trying to get a jacket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unpacking in
0: front of everybody. Oh, guys, I'm just from Texas. Please, please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so hot there. Well, yeah. Hey, guys. Hey. Excuse our weather and stuff. But, hey, we are going to sidestep over to the PCC where it's always nice. Hey. Yeah. Hey, welcome. Welcome. Go ahead. Sit down. Let's get comfortable. Get cozy because this one, it's a, it's a little bit of a doozy. Uh, I, So this is one tweet that I saw, but it had hundreds of replies. And so I think based off of the hundreds of replies, I think that it is not necessarily a I don't know how you can gauge a popular stance, but maybe it is a stance based off of the hundreds of replies that are agreeing with this tweet. So I'll jump into it. The the statement was, and I didn't save the exact tweet, but the statement was saying basically, hey men, do you think you're not getting enough sex right now? Go ahead and vote Republican, where they're going to get rid of birth control and abortion and see how much sex you can get then. What? Exactly. <laughs> what was the intention of the tweet? The intention of the tweet. So I did a little bit of research reading into the that person and the replies. The intention of the tweet was that she was a pro-choice person and she was trying to get men to realize, hey, you don't need to vote Republican. You need to vote uh, Democrat so that birth control and abortion can stay in effect so that you can get sex, minimalizing a men's response to "I need sex, I need sex, I need sex, I need sex." They're, like okay. they're
2: that desperate for votes
0: now. That's where they're going. Exactly. So, like, as, as I was, re- as I saw this tweet. So, the way that I saw it was a pro-life person who had said, who had retweeted, who quote-tweeted it, and they had said, "Hey." Um, gosh, I wish I'd saved the exact tweets, but basically they had said, Hey, say that men exploit women so that they kill babies without actually saying it or something like that. <laughs> um, and so they were a pro-life person, like exposing how dumb, dumb of an argument this is and saying like, like basically you are minimalizing men to be just ridiculously horny and Completely saying like, based, you, yeah, exactly.
1: A single base emotion for men. And you're begging
0: for votes. And then what also does she mean by men exactly right, right. How, how what are we defining here <laughs> exactly. how, how could we ever know how can we ever know uh oh dude is it that's is a it, whole nother is thing? is it man like
2: <laughs> the uh, article i saw about the trans woman who got two ladies pregnant in an all-women's
0: prison ex- yes yeah. <laughs> exactly. no joke real article
2: yeah trans woman got put in a women's prison because it's a trans oh, yeah. woman and now there's two ladies pregnant mm-hmm. in an all-women's prison
0: yep yeah. Underneath huh. these tweets were a whole bunch. Well, I'm actually one that like Hannah had shared with me the same day I read this where uh, men can get pregnant too. And so like, what's funny is that like, yeah, you're right. How are we going anyway? So yeah. whole nother discussion,
1: whole nother discussion. So the, the moment you can't define something, you can't define anything. Can't, exactly. When are people going to learn that? There's like, no the, ground to stand. The upon. moment that there is no such thing as truth in one area there can't be truth in anything yeah. exactly yeah and i think that that's
0: one of the best points about this PCC is that like part of me as someone who stands for the the unborn who stands for the lives of babies. I look at this and I'm a little bit happy because I love the wrench they're throwing in their own arguments because I'm like, yeah, fall apart. Please fall apart so that this can be just shattered from the inside. Please diminish men to only be horny jerks so that they will want to say, I'm not a horny jerk. And they'll pull away and be like, no, 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 no. that's not me. And they'll be like, no, 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 I can't vote that way because I don't want people to think I'm a horny jerk. Yeah, you're making a
1: caricature of... Men as a gender. Exactly. Yet saying that there is no
0: such thing as men as a gender. Yeah. And absolutely. Yeah. To your
2: point, like the standard goes
0: away.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And so, yeah, that's basically the entire thing. Yeah, well, That's funny. Yeah. Dude. I, it's, ridiculous. It's so I,
2: sad that, that they're coming to this for votes now. Like, oh, yeah. it's not just a conversation to be had. It's like, mm-hmm. we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. The yeah. Only. So the new, the new target now for the, the group they're trying to get votes from is, is base overly horny men who have no self control
1: exactly? Yes, I mean that—that's who they want in their party <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now and now, if we now, were being <laughs> honest, like there's probably more men in that
0: camp than we want to.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but, and now they're going to go vote and be like, "Where's my sex? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Democrat. <laughs> give me exactly. my sex." Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Democrats for sex. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you said. You said. Oh my gosh. I saw. <laughs> I saw a post that said, uh, "You know, anybody can be." a woman like, you know, right. It was this, and and then somebody goes, yes, but you also said no uterus, no voice. Like you can't speak to (laughs) the abortion issue. And so like, yeah, your position disagrees with itself. Exactly. It's
0: different. It's different bubbles, man. Now we're in a new bubble. You can't talk about the previous bubble.
1: That's the problem (laughs) is they, they want to keep their categories separate for Mm -hmm. each of their arguments. Their, their ideologies and their truths don't even work across all of their belief systems. Yeah. Yep, that was one of
0: the biggest things that I remember learning in uh, my statistics class in college. Just before any of these arguments, or I mean, abortion was a big deal. Uh, homosexual, homosexual marriage was a big deal. So, like a lot of these types of arguments were things, not these specific arguments. And I remember sitting in statistics, we were talking about different types of things in regards to politics and religions and things. And I remember thinking, like, you cannot, you exactly what you're saying, you can't support this thing over here. And this thing over here simultaneously. As soon as you moved this thing on the right, or I don't I should probably shouldn't use that language because that sounds political. This thing over here, then you have to negate everything you stood for on this other side. Mm-hmm. And I remember being at that point, and I I didn't get that good of a grade in the class because I was philosophizing in my own head <laughs> the whole time. But I remember thinking, like, man, the only thing, the only concept, the only truth that we can blend all of these realities in life together has is Christ like yeah. where we can actually have a firm yeah. foundation to stand upon in every area of life and we can bring the truth of Jesus into this area and this area and this area and still have a solid framework and groundwork to stand upon yeah,
2: there's a foundation
0: exactly yeah. we can
2: we can have disagreements on things like what the scripture means but it's still with the same foundation that Jesus is savior mm-hmm. and that we we trust God's word absolutely yep
0: yeah. it's awesome awesome
1: so yeah, weird tweet, weird tweet week, weird tweet week. <laughs> okay, that, I, I want to recommend that as a new segment for season three of Simpler. Weird, weird tweet, tweet week. week. Yeah, and, and, and you, we can, had... you can just say it and just leave it, you know, like. You just, you just say the tweet. Yep. Here's a weird tweet. Weird, weird tweet week. <laughs> I don't know that I can say like weird, weird tweet week. Weird that's, tweet week. That's hard to say. <laughs> well, hey, Ryan, what are we talking about today, my friend? Today, my friend, we are talking about uh, the resurrection. Just a couple of weeks ago, uh, many churches, hopefully all, the churches around the country, the world, we're celebrating Resurrection Sunday, and uh, it's always an exciting time for me. Michael, you had mentioned that a couple of weeks ago as well that you always find this time just kind of refreshing. I forget how you said it, but yeah, I always feel like it's kind of like this
2: this boost in the middle of the the middle of the spring. Yeah, you know where you're like you you've done Christmas, you yeah. remember the birth of Jesus, and then mm-hmm. you remember the sacrifice, the death, and resurrection of Jesus, and it's almost like this springboard into like the rest of the year, you know,
1: agreed. And, uh, so today we are talking about the importance of the significance of the necessity of the resurrection.
0: But Ryan, doesn't the cross carry more weight than the resurrection?
1: Well, actually Pierce, uh, I think a lot of people teach it that way. Uh, I think a lot of people spend a lot of time speaking on the cross. Uh, but Paul says in first Corinthians chapter 15, That without the resurrection, there is no forgiveness of sins. And that without the resurrection, we are all still guilty of our sins. And so uh, the resurrection is what makes the cross have value. Without the resurrection, uh, without Christ coming back to life, there is no forgiveness of sins. There is no um, righteousness. And so Paul says it this way in 1 Corinthians 15, he says, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 14, Paul says, if Christ has not been raised from the dead, all of our preaching is in vain and all of your faith is in vain as well and he says uh that that we are still guilty of all of our sins Mm -hmm. if christ has not been raised from the this verse 17 if christ has not been raised from the dead your faith is futile and you are still in your sins and and so i think that we the the new testament does talk a lot more about the crucifixion of christ and the bloodshed than it does the resurrection but there's this assumption at least in paul's teachings That none of that has any weight without the resurrection of Christ. And what's interesting is every now and then I'll have somebody who will kind of bump up against me with that and just be like, well, yeah, but I mean the cross. And you're like, yes, but it's the cross is nothing without the resurrection.
2: It's funny that we talk about them as like two exclusive things,
1: right? Like they're they're individual things instead of
2: one. And I get that they're two individual acts, if you will, but it's one, it's one overall act. It's the act of redemption that happened through his, my guess is that the the reason that there's so much more about the cross in the New Testament <laughs> is because that's what that's what the um like that's where the law was taken care of. That's where right. the sin was born. Like there's all these pictures in the Old Testament. Sin was
1: born with an E on the end. B O R. Sorry. <laughs> sin was
2: Sin was taken on. Somebody's like wait, like, wait a, a minute. Man, <laughs> there was a born of the cross. Um and and it's like the cross, this is probably a bad way to say it, but you guys will understand what I mean. You can clean this up. The cross is, is, comp- you're
1: the, you're the one that normally cleans up the confusing statements. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been traveling
2: too much. I'm on my brains a little bit. Not right. I've got, I was in Arkansas, got back on a Saturday night at like 11, led worship. Now I'm here doing this. Now I'm leaving for Kansas. You know, next. Summer. Anyways, the cross I think is a little more complicated. Yes, the resurrection is—he was dead and now he's alive. Right. So, like, I think that's probably it. Like, it, right. There's not a lot of explanation that needs to happen between <coughs> two people of like Jesus was dead and now he's alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as what the cross means, there's a lot. It's not like he just died. There was a lot of things that happened when he died that right. that happened on the cross, and I think that's probably why the weight of it is it that way. And I, you know what's sad is um, Roman Catholicism for a long time has has put all of the weight. Yeah, all the weight on the cross. Like If you go into a Roman Catholic church, at least the ones I've been to, I don't know if there's new churches that don't do this, probably not, but Jesus is hanging on the cross right. in the church. I've watched people um, in Southeast Asia at a super famous Roman Catholic church um, walking... On their knees. Can you say that? I don't know how you say yeah. that. yeah. yeah. Uh, knee on their knees uh, <laughs> down the aisle. Well, it's not like feeding. trying to yeah, feeding. Walk, you, walking is not feeding. They're, and they weren't crawling. It was just knees. Anyways, trying to pay penance. And they're they're going towards the like the crosses on the back wall with Jesus still on it. Mm-hmm. And they're like still trying to pay penance. And it's like, if to your point, without the resurrection, these people are still stuck in their own sin and they're trying right. to work their way out of it. Right. Yeah. And so it's it's like we would say this, the cross is meaningless without the resurrection.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to say that. And uh, and those of you who, I don't know, maybe are feeling a little bit defensive of the cross, uh, Dr. Pepper, 23 ingredients. <laughs> so, right? 23 ingredients 23, or 23 flavors.
2: 23 flavors. Yeah. Isn't Baskin-Robbins, oh, that's 30 something. 31. 31, 31.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you're feeling a little defensive of the cross today and you're like, yeah, but the cross is important, we're not downplaying Wow, that was a weird way to say that. Downplaying. Downplaying. <laughs> we are not downplaying. That's really, downplaying. It's a really interesting way to say that. <laughs> yeah. <shut> up. <laughs> well, it's funny how people put emphasis on different words. Like, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're like, uh, "They're like, we had to go get some scaffolding." <laughs> and... And I was delighted that they then said that twice more in the next few sentences. (laughs) And I'm just like enjoying it. What's that
2: movie? It's a Ben Stiller movie where that guy's like, I feel such happiness. I feel
0: such
1: happiness. uh, But we are not downplaying the value of the cross. We are saying, though, that the value of the cross cannot... well, there isn't value in the cross without the whole story. Like Micah it's was saying story. a second ago, it's, yeah. it's it's one whole thing that the resurrection. See, if Christ dies and doesn't come back to life, then Christ is no better than the sacrifices of the Old Testament. Or mm-hmm. any other God. Yeah, or any other God. Or, He's not God.
2: Or like teacher or guru. Like yeah. All those yeah. other people are dead and right. they haven't come back to life.
1: And, and the fact that he was raised back to life the Bible says it this way in Romans chapter one that uh, according to human lineage he is proven to be the son of David, but he is proven to be the son of God by his resurrection, mm-hmm. and and so so the resurrection shows that Jesus is God, and the resurrection also gives value to the cross because so these are these two things, right? So the blood that was shed, you're going, Oh yeah, the blood was shed for forgiveness of sins. Yes. But if the sacrifice doesn't come back to life, then mm-hmm. you need another sacrifice and another sacrifice and another sacrifice. And if Christ doesn't come back to life, he has proven that he is not God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so you're still in your sins, according to what Paul says. And according to what Paul says in Romans chapter eight, that, that Christ has proven himself to be God by coming back from the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that through this he overthrew the power of the grave mm-hmm. uh, and and so it gives us hope now uh, and hope I don't you've probably listened to this podcast long enough to know that the Bible uses the word hope to mean a confident assurance not like we tend to use it in the 21st century like I hope this can happen or I, mm-hmm. I hope we get together next week or whatever but, like I
2: hope these middle school kids think I'm cool for bringing them ices. <laughs> shut up <laughs> shut up
1: <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> uh, it's the first time I've ever been cool <laughs> I'm just chasing the cool man yeah I'm just chasing In, anyway the cool. it can be cool man so next time I'll have to wear sunglasses and like that's right do finger guns yeah. at people hey. Hey. no I think then they'll think
2: you're You'll be pulling up in like a, a, a work van with no windows. It says free <laughs> I,
1: I was going hey, the, I was going the other way. I was gonna do like white shorts with s- socks and sandals oh, and a fanny pack yeah. be like, hey <laughs> it's the daddy. Yeah, well, I'm it, the cool dad.
2: I mean, I think that, that there's a lot of people would think that was a pretty cool drip today.
1: Oh yeah. true. Oh man, true. I like I like all the I know we're getting off but I love all the uh the new dad kits. Have you seen all these pictures and posts that people are doing? And they're their friend, there's a college age group of guys that have grown up together. They've been really good friends. And they're the first guy among them becomes a father. Mm-hmm. And there's all these pictures all over the internet now of people giving them the the dad kit. And they give them the the <laughs> jean shorts with the white new balance shoes. <laughs> and like and and all the buddies are there dressed like the new dad and give and then like are on their knees giving them the new dad outfit. You That's know? And it's just so stinking funny. But um now, now I've Sorry. completely forgotten. <laughs> so I think
2: I, I think obviously that's a really I feel like clear point in the scripture is that the resurrection, um
1: Right, is, overthrow is, of death,
2: overthrow of sin is not separate from the cross in terms of like the accomplishment. What Jesus did on the cross literally means nothing without the resurrection. Mm-hmm. He right. said things like, I'm gonna, you know, destroy this temple and build it back in three days. Right. Even though Pete they didn't understand what he meant. Like yeah. right. he. All these claims he made, I, I and the Father are one, like Paul saying, "It's not, you know." He he proves he's God, right. by his resurrection. Um, the essence of the resurrection, I think, is is something that's conceptually, I would say, like fairly clear for us to understand through the scriptures. I think, and this might be just shifting the direction a little bit. I think one of the things that we often miss is the ef- effectiveness of what that means for us now, sure. who put mm-hmm. faith in Jesus in the resurrection. We look at the cross and the resurrection as like these distant things um, that, to use old language, got us a ticket to heaven.
1: Right. Yeah. But
2: there's all these things in the New Testament about what we gain here and now from the
1: resurrection. Right. Yeah. The, one of the things uh, that we've talked about and that I, I preached on, I think on Resurrection Sunday, you can go back and listen to that sermon. Pierce has all those online. Um, Although is our sound still messed up sometimes on that? I don't know. I noticed that there's like yeah, a disclaimer. We got it, we got it fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah.
2: It's it's probably still that way through the end of April, but yeah. I think Yeah, May's, It'll be fixed Sunday after that. Fixed. And it's
1: super slight. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So go listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh what was that? That was April 17th, right? Yeah. Uh, Resurrection Sunday? Yes. Yes. And and so go back and listen to that that sermon. <laughs> but uh one of the things that's that I think I don't want to say pet peeve because I don't feel like that about. It. I think it breaks my heart a little bit that Christians look at the cross and the end of the story for them is, oh, good, my sins are forgiven. Yeah, and to your point, Micah, what you're saying is, like, that's also not the end of the the story. No, that's actually the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And, and not only have our sins been forgiven, but because of the resurrection, since power has been overthrown, death has been defeated, and now we can live differently. Mm-hmm. We can be different. In fact, Romans eight. Uh, beginning in verse nine says, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him, but Christ is in you. And although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, so if the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. Now, I wanna touch on this for just a second uh, the spirit of Christ, right? The spirit of God will give life to your mortal bodies, and and I've had people tell me in the past, well, yeah, this is just talking about our resurrection one day. I want to be really, really clear. First Corinthians fifteen teaches this: that flesh and blood don't inherit the kingdom of heaven. These mortal bodies mm-hmm. do not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Uh, Paul talks about it in Second Corinthians chapter five that right now we live in an earthly tent. We long to be clothed with a heavenly tent. The heavenly tent is different. The spiritual body is different than the earthly body. This is, this is not talking about your mortal body inheriting the kingdom of heaven. This is talking about the spirit of God at work in you. Um, this is talking about the spirit of God uh, giving life to your mortal bodies. This is, uh, this is, this is a callback to Romans chapter 6, where because you've been crucified with Christ, you have now been raised to walk in newness of life. Newness mm. of life. Right. Yeah. And and so this is, we get to be different now because yeah. of the spirit of God at work in us. We get to be different now because of the cross and the resurrection and because we've been marked with the Holy Spirit. It's interesting that we spend so much time um, as, I'm not saying
2: us, but like a lot of pastors, I'm saying us as pastors, yeah, yeah, yeah. spend so much time, telling people how to like deal with their sin. Right. There's so many sermons on like, how do you, how do you overcome sin? And so, or,
1: or manage
2: it or manage it. And so few sermons on this reality that you have been now freed from sin and you've been given new life that you can walk in by the power of the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. So it's like, it's almost like we're, here's what I feel like. I feel like those, those kinds of sermons um, the weight of those sermons typically is just like the dude I saw who was walking on his knees down the aisle. And it's like people trying to figure <laughs> it out on their own, kneeing down the aisle. Um, <laughs> versus saying, Oh my goodness, I've been given new life in Christ and I can walk in this like the idea of walking in the newness of life is that I yeah. actually get to do this life here and now, not on my own power. He says by the same spirit, the power of the yep. same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Like why do we downplay that?
1: Yeah. Why is it that every time so couple of points to that, Micah. The, the, this one does tick me off a little bit. This one's more than just, yeah, I'm sad about it, but like the the preacher who, who continues to say, well, this is just who we're destined to be. We're j- only human. You know, this is just mm-hmm. like, wh- I would love to hear you talk about uh, what the Bible says in Romans 6, when it says, we know that our old self was crucified with him mm-hmm. so that the body of sin would be rendered inoperable or brought to nothing yeah. so that we're no longer slaves to sin. For anyone who has died with Christ has been set free from sin. Uh, now we believe that if we've died with Christ, we will also live with him. That's the Romans eight eleven. life in our mortal bodies. Uh, we know that death no longer has dominion over him. And then you also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God. Do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies, right? Mm-hmm. So sin has no dominion over you because you're no longer under law, but under grace. It's funny. We pull those sections out and say, don't let sin reign
2: in your mortal bodies, but we we miss all the other stuff around it. right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do that? And they give you a list of all the things you do yeah. instead of right. saying,
1: walk in the newness of life you have by right. the Spirit. And so like in this section, this is Romans 6, uh, 6 through 14. Like in this little section, he, he, he's mentioned like five times that sin has no dominion over you. You're Mm -hmm. no longer in slavery to sin. Sin has been rendered off, uh, uh, rendered powerless. Mm -hmm. And yet we still tell people, well, yeah, yeah, but that's not really true. Like Mm. deal with this text. They don't believe it. Yeah. Right. That's the truth. Yeah. Well, it's, it's because uh, I'm going to sound really, it's because we teach the cross without the resurrection. Mm. It's because we teach forgiveness without empowerment for holy living. Mm -hmm. Well, I
2: think we feel this weight of like responsibility still. Maybe we won't admit it, but like there's a sense where we go um, where people think like, Jesus bore my sin; therefore, I owe Him the allegiance to prove. Uh, mm. You know what I mean. And our experience still, still works. Still law and works, and our experiences—all of us—is that we still sin, and so that becomes then the filter on the Scripture. Right, I yeah. still sin; therefore, yeah. what Paul's saying, must I must not be, be true. more powerful yeah. than the
1: Spirit at work. In yeah,
2: instead of, and I think the reason we still struggle with sin so much is because we haven't recognized that we are set now.
0: Free. Mm-hmm.
2: I, this question I would love for someone to answer. Apart from all the theology, if if the the same Spirit that, that raised Jesus from the dead, that powerful, lives in me, why in the world do I say? He's powerful enough to raise Jesus from the dead, mm-hmm. but not powerful enough to conquer sin in my life. Right. Yep.
1: Well, and none of us are saying that we have it perfect. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that I think that we would we would quote Paul here from Philippians three. Not that I've already attained all this, but yeah. the one thing that I do yeah. is I'm striving forward for it's the a, upper call it's of a God. Process a journey. Yeah. And so we're not saying that it's not a journey, but the problem that I have is that when people default to, well, I'm only human, I'm always going to screw up. What, what I've started doing, because I'm so tired of this conversation, what I've started doing when people go, well, I'm only human, I'm going to screw up. I'm going to be like, well, it's not much longer now until you cheat on your spouse. <laughs> and, and, and they're like, no, 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 I wouldn't ever do that. And I'm like, why not? You're mm-hmm. only human. Yeah. You know,
2: but we, we view if that. they would vote democrat they could just go exactly yeah (laughs) then it's
0: fine according to that tweet i hear they're looking for votes man. yeah (laughs) but
1: but you know how much longer it's not going to be much longer till you kill somebody and they're like no no no, i would never do that and it's like why like you're only human like you're destined to sin in all the ways and it's funny
2: that we set up these standards right that Mm -hmm. that we fail in and i think that what happens is is then it creates a guilt that that keeps us from like getting up the next day moving on so i think about with my kids i i think about this a lot if i've if I've told my kids, like as a rule, um, something dumb like, you have to put your dishes up every time you get dishes out. Yeah. Otherwise, there's a punishment. Right. Mm-hmm. What happens is, is that they leave their dishes out and they go to bed and wake up in the morning. They're going to go, <gasps> and then they remember they feel this right. guilt and and then our, our our relationships a little awkward because there's now tension. there's tension because there's punishment that's yeah. coming. because Or if I'm like, hey, do you guys mind putting your dishes up? Right. Mm-hmm. And they go, I'm. You know, I want to be a help in, in the right. dishes. And so it's not, the goal isn't do the right thing. The goal is we don't want dishes, dirty dishes laying out yeah. everywhere. And I think that's what happens is a lot of us as Christians, we wake up or we go to bed at night or wake up in the morning going, oh, man, all that stuff I did yesterday. I'm not saying that stuff was okay. What I'm saying is, is if you live in guilt from then on, yeah. uh, what you've done is you've created a standard that's not there. Right, if you exactly. wake up in the morning, recognizing you had a terrible day yesterday um. Go. Okay. That was awful and stupid. And I'm done with that crap. Right. Um. If it's real bad and you're a dude, have someone kick you in the nuts. So you'll remember, like, that's not a good thing. Not really. I'm joking. But, and then you go. Oh man, you just started
1: this whole new thing. That's the standard. <laughs> yeah.
0: In my day, accountability
1: groups, you know, you're sitting <laughs> over we coffee. Micah's it. accountability group is nut kicking. What did you do yesterday? <laughs> Boom. Get against the wall. <laughs> four nut, four <laughs> yeah. nut kicks for that. Yeah. Why does your
2: that's accountability right. group have so many more kids than mine? <laughs> <because laughs> <laughs> we
1: ruined it. But like. But if <laughs> the is he, urologist is like, what has happened yeah, to so me? Just this group of friends, man. <laughs> but you
2: go, this is not who I am anymore. Exactly. I have new yeah. life in Christ. I'm no longer slave to that stuff. That's not who I am. And and look, deal with it with the Lord and be like, God, my heart is in the wrong place. Well, hmm. Change my heart. Remind me of who I am. And, and then, get, I'm not saying... I'm saying guilt-free. I'm not saying that we slough off sin, like it's not a big deal. What I'm saying is, is I think guilt is a lie from the enemy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So difference between guilt and conviction, I think. Yes. uh, The Holy Spirit's job is to push us to be more like Christ. Guilt will cripple you. Mm -hmm. It really will. Yeah. But to your point, Micah, and this is the way that I've said it for a long time, is that the Christian who sins today uh, and wakes up tomorrow, your dirty dish example, they're ashamed, whatever, right? They they wake up tomorrow and they're like, man, I can't believe I did that. I'm pathetic. I failed. Da, 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 da. That's That mindset's the wrong mindset is what yeah. you're saying. And the correct mindset is, oh my goodness, this thing that I engaged in yesterday, it's because let's just be honest. A lot of us feel like our sin owns us. Yeah. yeah. And if you'll wake up tomorrow instead of going, man, I just can't ever defeat this sin then you're missing the point. The sin has already been defeated. And Mm -hmm. so don't wake up tomorrow feeling the weight of guilt. Wake up tomorrow and go, that thing does not have to master me. It's no longer my master. Like we have to reframe how we view sin. And as long as the conversation about sin is, well, I'm only human. This is always going to be the case. We've misunderstood the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And we need to start having conversations in our accountability groups. If you do that kind of thing. Please don't. We need to start having the conversations with our friends uh, and in our yeah, church groups. Very much so. We need to start having the conversation of, man, I've been set free from this sin. And so when you're telling your friend, man, I didn't honor Jesus yesterday, instead of it being, I didn't honor Jesus yesterday and I'm defeated because this thing's bigger than me, mm-hmm. we say, I didn't honor Jesus yesterday, but praise God that that thing's not my master and it doesn't have to be part of my story going forward. Yep. Yeah, There has to be a change in the dialogue about it. Mm-hmm. I, I heard somebody say, uh fairly recently we have we all of us have a sin pool inside of us that you know there's just sin that comes out of this sin pool in us which is is it p o o l or p u l l uh i don't know the way I heard it and the way that it seemed in context was P O O L. Right, me too. But then someone later
0: was like, "We're pulled to sin," and I was like, "Oh wait a minute! I've been imagining <laughs> that, like a, okay, I'm diving P- into the, like, there's if a it's
2: pool. pool. it's P O O L, it's kind of gross.
0: <laughs> I know, right? There's Ooh. like a there's like a pitch black like, like there's swimming. I can pool imagine it.
2: there's a swimming pool inside you, and there's like there's like five hundred little kids just, just peeing, peeing all
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, right. But you're right. The way there's like a, there's a vat of sin inside me that like yeah, I have to drain. I, have I don't a know. It was P- but, B-U-L-L. but oh, yeah, that's but funny. yeah, but then I was explained later. Yeah, there's like a we're drawn to sin, they're pulled to sin. See, later. I don't
1: know that I would say there's a sin. Pull. I wouldn't so say either way. Me. Wait, wait, which one? Which one? P-U-L-L. I don't know how so, we would
0: change the emphasis on that one. Here's pull, my... Pull. pull. Well, no, no. no here's it, my thought. Pull is pull. one
1: syllable. Pull is two syllables.
0: I don't know what you just said. Yeah, which, like yeah exactly which one's which though?
1: <laughs> <laughs> which one's which? I of this thing?
2: This isn't Pierce. This is Pierce. This is yeah. <laughs> Pierce.
0: Pierce. Pierce. <So, laughs> my Here's my thought. I don't...
2: I think the reason we say there's a sin P-U-L-L inside of us yeah. is because we are still trying to do it on our own.
1: Yeah. That, yes, 100% that, and also a misunderstanding of Romans 7, which we talked about several months ago.
2: Well, yeah. I think that, yes, I think that the Romans 7 concept, though, is a justification for us yes. doing it on our own. Yes, you know, exactly. So like we say, we try to do it on our own, and we suck at it, and we fail, yeah. we sin, and we go... It's just because I'm, 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 we'll use terms that the Bible doesn't use, like, like, uh, sin pool sin or pool? Pool. <laughs> pool.
0: pool. Like,
2: I'm still, I, I mean, this is how we used to talk about it, Ryan. We used to preach it that, that oh, yeah. we are, we I are obligated to, to our sin nature until we have new bodies. Yeah. Um, yeah. that we are still not obligated. We are still drawn into sin by our it's sin inevitable. nature. Yeah. We realize this, that's not in the text anywhere. Pulled into the pool. Pooled. But I think the core of it is, that we try to do it on our own, that we haven't recognized that the resurrection, that the the work of the cross combined with the resurrection has freed us from slavery to sin. We are no longer obligated to sin. We've been given new life by the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And we're free to walk in this newness of life. That's that right there. That line is where we're missing. Like there's so Mm -hmm. many people standing right in front of the, if you will, the the starting line going, when is this going to end? And literally you haven't recognized that you're already in the race. Like yeah, the spirit yeah, already, has already yeah. put you. You're mm-hmm. already you're already in it. You're just like in your mind. You're still yeah. pre starting line, and you've already been given new life. And the idea is go walk in it. When he says yeah. things like, uh, "Where is it?" Paul says, "Is it Philippians one? Live lives worthy of the gospel."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's one twenty-seven. Let me look. But um, it's it's this concept. I think that we. Can can misconstrue that 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 means we have to. There's this like list of things. Yeah, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Um, he's he's saying like, I think we put all these things with it. Like, here's the regulations yep. of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we've talked about this recently, Ryan. we're like back in the day for you, it was hard if people didn't come to church consistently. Yeah. That was like a red flag for you. Like these people are must not be walking with Jesus. Right. But that's not in the text anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? So like we we create these standards mm-hmm. of what it looks like to live a manner worthy of the gospel. When he's actually being pretty specific here of what he what he means, he says in that same verse, how do you do that? You're standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, not frightened by any of your opponents. Like right. So- Specifically, here he says, "This is what it looks like. You do life together mm-hmm. by the Spirit. You have one mind, one heart together. Is kind of what he's saying, striving together for the faith. Like you're doing this journey,
1: yeah, together. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's what it looks like to live a life worthy of the gospel." Well,
1: and and to your point earlier, Micah, back to the dish example, like one of the things that we've done is we've talked the we've talked about the cross in churches and we've talked about the resurrection in churches, but then we've reintroduced. Christian rules that kind Mm -hmm. of become a new version of the Old Testament law for us. And we assume that telling our kids don't have sex before marriage, that that's going to be the thing that protects them Mm -hmm. instead of the thing that protects them is you're a new creature in Christ. You've been made new.
2: Why are we trying to protect them? Like in that phrase, like I want to know, like it is the goal for my kids to have a godly like marriage someday or is the goal to protect my kids from sin?
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that seems
2: like a higher goal to say, my heart is that my kids will live well, live marriages that proclaim the glory of God rather than saying, I'm just protecting you from diving into sin.
1: But, but see, I think that that's the misunderstanding. I think that the people believe, this is, is I'm twisting, not twisting, I'm saying a different way what you said a minute ago. I think that people believe that that's the standard. So, Oh, protecting? Yeah. So if I protect my my individual my kid my whatever from sin then by default they are living godly lives right but you can have kids right, that, right, right. that don't have sex their whole you know growing up years that still aren't living godly lives Absolutely. and and so it's uh michelle and i the boys think it's super cool now that michelle and i will run the town for groceries or dinner and leave them at home by themselves and I, i'm just like Look. they have no idea you guys are getting a hotel room or something like that <laughs> We're not gone that long. And and I'm not going to pay for one of the by the hour plays because I can't imagine they clean those very well. And you guys go
2: watch the submarine races at the lake.
1: (laughs) That's an old story. I love it. I don't know that we've talked about that one on the podcast. You'll have to say that sometime.
2: Okay. But uh, um, are you going to tell a story about it? I'm not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I've heard that story.
1: (laughs) Okay. We got to tell it now.
2: So. Our lake is really dirty mm-hmm. and it's shallow. And so if you say, I'm going to go watch the submarine races at the lake, you can't see submarines racing under the water.
1: Mm. It's uh,
0: so it's so You're going out, out there to make out and do things. And- and- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go watch the
1: submarine races <laughs> at the lake. But, uh, but I've always told them, I was like, hey, just just don't answer the door. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if it's Pierce, if it's Mike, if it's somebody like that, you know, Robert, you know, who lives around the corner or whatever. I was like, yeah. just, otherwise, just don't answer the door. We'll be home in an hour. Well, I got home last night and not only had they answered the door, but they had gone outside and played. And <laughs> <laughs> And instead of yelling at them or whatever, you know, because it's, it's like I said, look, dudes, I said, I just it's fine, you know, and you have to use your discretion and you use your discretion. And but I, I'm just I can't imagine every scenario that might take place. I'm just trying to give you some wisdom. I said, so operate in mm-hmm. wisdom. And Asher goes, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry. And I'm like, nothing to be sorry about. Yeah. just just be sure you're using wisdom. You're growing up. You're going to be making more of your decisions. So just use wisdom. And so it's one of those things. That this isn't a situation where I'm yelling at you and demean, uh, demeaning yeah. you. And yeah. it's just...
2: I, I, I And the tendency would have been to make that a rule. Right. And, yeah. And it's not a bad rule yeah, in the sense of protection. yeah. But it doesn't, to your point, it doesn't benefit him in the long run. If the, right. his whole goal is to obey the rule, he doesn't actually learn what the intention is right. of that rule.
1: Yeah. And so use wisdom. Yeah. You know, and uh, and he was like, he goes, well, dad, he goes, I had to answer the door because like, I didn't want to just leave the dude standing there. You know, Who was it? <laughs> uh, you know who it was? It was uh, the guy who did our 4th of July snacks last year. And he stopped by to see if we wanted him this year, which oh, is great because awesome. I lost his number. So perfect. You know, but I uh, you know there's one easy solution to that. A big dog. Yes. Yeah. True. Uh, our five pound dog that, that No, no, no. So our oh, dog can't bark anymore, can it? He barks, but he's he's twelve years old. <laughs> and apparently on these little dogs, when they get excited at that age, their uh, their windpipe starts to close up. And oh so goodness. he honks. So whenever yes. he gets really excited, he's like, Ho oh, oh, oh. <laughs> And so So if somebody comes to the door and our dog runs up to the window and he's like, House oh, <laughs> Ooh, it's it is the most annoying thing <laughs> <Yes>. ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, like just, and it's funny that you mentioned the dishes because uh, I, I've, you know, Michelle always does, she just, she takes really good care of us and takes good care of the house. And the boys, I always remind the boys, I'm like, we're sleeping in clean sheets and using clean towels and wearing clean clothes because <laughs> of your mother, because... It, the reason mom started doing the laundry is because I was shrinking all of my clothes. <laughs> like I, was, you know, I, I was terrible at it. Like, I was just... How are you terrible? Like, you just wash everything in cold water. How is it? How- I don't know, man. I would just, you know, before I got married, I was it just kind of like, I would go to my dirty clothes basket. I'd grab whatever's on the top, throw it in there and just... And wash it in uh, hot water? Just wash it and then just dry it for stinking forever or well, if whatever. you wash it in cold water, it doesn't matter. I don't know, man. I just, I was not great at it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, doop 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 doop, doop, doop. it on. Push all the buttons. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> Pour this, some of this setting. in. Bubble bath that'll work. <laughs> and toss it in there. There we go. Throw it in with the dishes. I'm is just that, not good at it, honey. <laughs> is that laundry detergent or laundry detergent? <laughs> yeah.
1: I just put it in the pool, honey. But uh, but I've been having them like <laughs> wash their plates off and uh, load the dishwasher, mm. With just put their plate in the dishwasher. Yep. You know. <laughs> And it's just one of those things that like, it's not a rule. You're not in yeah. trouble if you don't. But Riker the other day, he, he had a, uh, just a sandwich and some chips and he went to rinse off his plate. I was like, no, buddy, that's fine. I said, I just really need you to rinse off the stuff that has like sauce or the mac and cheese. Cause it just sticks to it. And if we don't wash the dishes till later, it's just harder to get off, you know, mm. he was like, oh, okay. And so like, just yeah. teach trying to like, yeah. I, I realized the other day, uh, cause we were at my mother-in-law's, we Every Sunday lunch over there, and I told the boys, "Yeah, go ahead and dish yourself up." And Asher looked at me, "Dish yourself up, dish your dish your food up, yeah, oh. mm. yeah, uh, load yourself Say up, serve like yourself." I got like five dishes, yeah. like I got five plates. <laughs> serve yourself, them. you know. <laughs> serve yourself. Go ahead and get your dinner. And Asher looked at me, and he goes, "How much do I eat?" <laughs> and and I was like, "What?" And it kind of dawned on me that most of the time. I'm I'm just grabbing their food and you know put oh that's it. funny and uh, mm-hmm. like because they'll be out playing or whatever so right. at home when I'm cooking I just I put the food on everybody's plate wow mm-hmm. you know and and so I'll be like I'll call them and go wash up dinner's ready and I, I just thought like most of the time I'm the cook at home and most of the time yeah, I yeah. plate everything. And so he was like, dad, how much do I eat? And it dawned on me that here's my kid. He didn't know how much and this isn't something to be in trouble over. I was like, okay, I need to start teaching you this, right. <laughs> you yeah. know, right. like
2: see, I don't actually think it's that different for us as in our individual lives. Like we mm-hmm. create these rules for us um that we sometimes can't abide by. Yeah. And we're instead of thinking what's the goal? Like if mm-hmm. my goal is to uh, like live a life for the glory of Jesus, then yeah. I'm going to recognize individually, like here's some things that I feel like are a hindrance to that. Mm-hmm. And so instead of going, I'm going to make a bunch of rules. I go, the goal still is to live a life for the glory of Jesus. Yeah. How do I get there? Mm-hmm. How do I you're not get there, but like, how do I live a life, right, you know, yeah. moving that direction in that journey? And if all we're doing is creating rules that for ourselves, that we are probably going to fail at then we're creating a system in and of itself that will fail. Yeah. yeah exactly. Instead of instead yeah. of saying, Yeah, I've been given new life in Christ, mm-hmm. I'm gonna recognize my like my struggles, my weaknesses, the places where I need some help in. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna acknowledge those things, recognizing that this isn't me doing it on my own, on my own work, but that God's still working in me. He's provided a community of believers around me to help me work through this. And still yeah. the goal is on the goal is not to say Tomorrow I want to sin less. The goal is mm-hmm. to say my life as a whole is to glorify Jesus. Yeah. And I can promise you this. If that's your goal, you will probably find yourself sinning less and less and less. Yeah. But that's yeah. not the goal. If the goal is to sin yeah. less, it's it's a it's a weak, wasted mm-hmm. life because yes. you're never gonna actually you're never you're never gonna recognize that you're already in the race. You're gonna still gonna think that you're on the bench. Yeah. yeah.
0: Brian, you had said something on Did you call our, me Brian? I did. Brian. Excuse me, Brian. <laughs> uh you had said something on our Resurrection Sunday at church where you had said we we expect to fail. Right. We Even after coming to know Christ, putting our faith in Christ, knowing the resurrection, knowing the power of the cross, knowing the power of the empty grave, we still expect to fail. We take this reality pre-salvation and we apply it to our life continually. We have this expectation to fail. I'm kind of branching off what you're saying, Ryan. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Ryan, it's, Ryan. It's Brian. <laughs> it's Brian. <laughs> um, we have this expectation to fail and it's, we, ha- we, We have to lean upon Christ. We have to lean upon the provided Holy Spirit for a perspective shift to to embrace the victory that we now have, to embrace the newness of life that we now have. And when we look at it, kind of exactly what you're saying, Michael, when we look at it as a life lived out in community with the Father that is free of guilt and shame. When we look at it that way, and we are walking, just exactly like the phrasing is in Romans six, that we're walking in newness of life. This isn't a, this isn't um, a chore. This isn't like us 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 climbing uphill, uphill. This isn't Heel. us, us <laughs> fighting a battle. This is. Christ is already victorious. Christ yes. has already defeated sin. Christ has already overthrown death. Christ has already done all of these things and he has invited us into his victory and he has wiped the slate clean. He has He has made us righteous. He has made us holy. We are these things in him. Yes. And now we walk in that, in yep. him, and he is with us along the way. It's not like he opened a door and said, okay, I unlocked the door, I'm, I'm bouncing out, I'm yeah. done. And now you have to figure it all out. By the way, everything that was hard before is now exactly the same. It wasn't that way at all. And what we've done is we have, I think it's just, we're so locked down by our five senses of reality instead of the new reality that we have right. that's presented to us through Christ, that's presented to us um, by our new identity, that's presented to ourselves through salvation. Um, that is who God says we are. We, what we do is we've said we allow the reality of the world around us to be higher than what God says. Right. Um, and so mm. the world says you fail, so I fail. Um, I fail, and I don't know if it's better to say that we bring it, kind of like I said before at the beginning of the conversation, that we bring in our understanding pre-salvation, post-salvation. I guess our understanding pre-salvation was the what do you world. Mean? Oh, okay, was the world, and so yeah. like I failed before Jesus, and I'm going to continue
1: to fail after Jesus. Like, well, it's and like still- Micah said a minute ago. Our experience is that we continue to fail. Exactly. So, so our experience mm-hmm. is ruling or, our thought. I think and our it's experience still is that deck. we
2: continue to sin, and that produces a feeling of failure. Uh, yes, exactly, exactly. I yeah. think that's the distinction. I'm not sure. Before Christ, people actually think they're failing.
1: True. Mm, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so, some people so do now. But I don't, I don't d- think. D- depending that's, depending so on now, depending I, on the code or the morality that you, yeah, you grew up. Yeah. In. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So now that I've now that I've come into
0: knowing Christ, now that I've come to put faith in Christ, and I see a godly standards may it be and so now that i continue to sin and i don't match up to that therefore you're I'm saying that guilt well, yeah, or shame yeah, may yeah, be introduced
2: and, and maybe maybe this is a nuance of what you're saying from like pre-christ to post-christ I, i've seen this actually recently where someone is in this journey i hopefully we're gonna have a conversation soon about the gospel but mm-hmm. it's someone I, I, i'm getting to know fairly well that um is is either a very young believer or has not put their faith in Christ yet, but is in kind of this Christian environment and has Mm. taken on some like, has taken on some like what we would call practices of discipline Mm. in Mm. like reading scriptures, things like this. And my fear is, which are all fantastic things. My fear is that if their perspective of Christianity is these are the things I have to do to be Mm. a Christian, now it's, now the gospel's muddied. Right, and yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Is like yeah. people view people outside of Christ view Christians as these people who have this code. Exactly. Right. I yeah. even heard it recently. I I don't listen to Joe Rogan a lot. Um, I, let me say it this way: I don't ris- listen to all of his podcasts. Mm-hmm. I do listen to it sometimes. It's just kind of depending on the situation. Some of them I'm not interested in. Um, but I did listen to one recently. He had a guy on that. Um, was from Britain, was not a believer. And I mean, the podcast was not about this at all, but one of the things this guy said was that Joe Rogan had on, he said, Christianity has this tenant that uh, everyone is the same in God's eyes. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. And what he meant was, because he explained it, he goes, the idea is that all people have equal value, which I think we would say that, Mm -hmm. of equal value, but we wouldn't say, it's not a tenant of Christianity that all people are the same in God's eyes. It's not a tenet of Christianity, Mm -hmm. but in his mind, that's what he's probably heard people say. He's seen people say it. And the reason, if you're like, wait a minute, doesn't God see everybody the same? Uh, The answer is no. Um, He sees people different based on whether they've put faith in him as Savior or not. Right. That's the difference. So, Mm -hmm. no, he doesn't see everybody the same. Does he want everybody to put faith in him? Yes. Does he offer that to everybody? I'm going to say yes. Yes. So, if if that's the argument to be made is that like everybody has equal value i'm in but god doesn't see everybody the same but he literally said one of the christian tenets yeah and so i think that's that's there are people outside of christ who mm-hmm. view us a certain way because yeah. for so long what we've done is we've created this perspective that christianity is about a bunch of rules yeah right. instead of christians being people who recognize their life now rests in in the new life they have through the death and resurrection of jesus yeah and living that life where people don't see a bunch of rule followers, what they see is people who look different because their life looks different. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. And I think we've done a bad job historically at that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And
2: one last thought on that. I think there's a lot of people through history who have called themselves Christians that aren't. Oh, yeah. That like people will always say, well, you know, like the Crusades. Well, I'm not 100% sure that I'm, I'm going to say that probably the majority of the people that we're in the Crusades. We're killing not,
1: everybody. We're not Christians. Well, and I'm not
2: even saying that. I think they probably were in there, but like I yeah. think that the idea, what there's, what people say when they're like, "Oh, but the Crusades," is they're mm-hmm. saying Christians are these people who've acted terribly through history. I think the real historical Christians you see are the Christians who were like getting killed in the Colosseum, mm-hmm. yeah, who are being persecuted and killed. That's when you see Christianity. It's not when there's a yeah. giant army rising up that has a cross on the front of their of their uniform or right. something mm-hmm. like that. That's not Christianity. That's that's the institutionalization of something that they're calling that a religion that is not actually Christianity. Right. I'm going to say mm-hmm. it that way. So I think the world has the wrong perspective because we too little of the time recognize the new life we have because of the resurrection of Jesus and live in it.
1: I, I want to ask the people who are listening who have said or are even listening to this podcast and wanting to say, but I'm only human. I want to ask you two questions. One, um. As a believer, as a new creation in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5:17, as someone who has been filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, Romans chapter 8. How can you say you're only human when the spirit <laughs> of the living God is at work in you? Mm-hmm. And then the second question is, and even if it's true that you're only human, when did only human become more powerful than God Almighty? <laughs> yeah, like why? Why is God destined to lose to my only human? Like why? Why? Why can't my humanity it's, bend? before Your point
2: is, is actually an. It's funny because that's actually an acknowledgement that you are greater than God. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's what you're saying. Is if that, you're saying I'm only human and I'm incapable of conquering sin. You're saying that that I'm greater than God. I'll give you another example of that. To, well, we are
1: we are incapable of conquering sin, but. Christ has conquered sin.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah. But now those of us who have the spirit in us, right? That, that's the shift. It's like, yeah, we're yeah. not those same people anymore. We are not. So yeah. in high school, I did something stupid. I don't even remember what it was. Like I didn't do the dishes or something. And I'm <laughs> just something else. <laughs> Anyways, I was telling my dad, I was like, I feel so guilty over this. And I said, I know God forgives me, but I don't know if I can forgive myself. And he mm-hmm. goes, just to be clear, you're saying that you're bigger than God. Right. I was like, oh crap. In yeah. my mind, I was being humble. But actually right. I was being very arrogant, arrogant. by saying yeah. I am greater than God. That's the same idea. If you're saying I'm only human, you're saying I don't really recognize, I don't, that's the wrong word. I don't acknowledge the work mm-hmm. that God has done in me through Jesus Christ by the power of his spirit. And so I'm basically saying, screw that, God. I've got this. Yeah.
1: I have I have more say and more power and more influence in my life than the Holy Spirit of God that's yep. alive inside me. Which is me. why
2: I said earlier, I think it's a lie of the enemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It keeps Christians, it yeah. keeps followers of Jesus who have been saved through faith in Jesus Christ from actually living the life that God has allowed you to be in now.
1: Well, and we've, I mean, we're just a couple of weeks away, less than a couple of weeks away now from our Simpler conference. If you mm-hmm. haven't signed up, hey, hey. sign up. But yeah, like- yeah, yeah one of the things, one of the things that we're going to talk about at the conference is marriage and marriage. <laughs> we have, we have all had these conversations with people who just say, well, marriage is just destined to be hard. Marriage is just destined to be miserable. And you're going to, and you're like, man, it, but it doesn't have to be exactly <laughs> like, like th- th- there are things that are hard about life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there just are, you know, there are things that are difficult, but like there's also so much freedom and so much liberty and just joy in jesus like things we can't it's funny we talk about these we talk about marriage as
2: if it's separate from other relationships like it's almost like we have this idea that the rule of marriage is that um there's this we have this perfect idea of what it's supposed to be and if it doesn't match up to that we say our marriage sucks (laughs) right but in any other relationship like i will even say this with with us three obviously i'm a super strong personality so it's you know, worse probably for, if you guys were pastoring with someone that didn't have my personality, it wouldn't happen as much. But like, <laughs> there are times when we talk about stuff when it's not like we're mad at each other, but, but it's like tense. Jerk. And no, I'm just a jerk. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: I'm, but like, it, we wouldn't walk away from those hard conversations going, "Gosh, I thought this like pastor thing together was going to be easier than this. We must suck at this. Our, <laughs> you know, our church sucks. We're awful people. We're terrible pastors." But what we do is we go. We go, we're, we're, it's with a goal of, of like us pastoring together with right. the same mm-hmm. heart, same passion. If we've done something stupid or if something needs to shift in our own like character, personality, we shift it, mm-hmm. but we don't gauge our success based on whether or not we have tension or not. Right. But yeah. People do that in marriage. It's like, oh, we've, we've like, we have a, a, a tense relationship. Um, therefore our marriage is rough. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, how do we deal with the tension? You know right, what I mean? And we've said this before, Ryan, like you and Michelle are a little bit of an anomaly. I know that you guys probably don't feel that, but like Michelle is literally one of the most gracious people, like probably the most gracious person I've ever met in my life. Sure. And so part of the reason y'all's tension is maybe less than other relationships and marriage is because by nature of your personalities, you know yeah. what I mean? So like there are some of you out there who are super chill people. You probably feel like, marriage is a little bit easier. But if someone's married to me, sorry, Cammie, like, you know, it probably feels a little (laughs) more tense at times, but the goal isn't to not have tension is to make your point. If you make the rule, the goal is to not have any kind of tension and you're missing the point. Mm -hmm. You're missing the the goal of marriage is to reflect the relationship that Jesus Christ has with this church. And so you, within the confines of, your character and your personality, you understand the goal and you push towards the goal instead of setting up these rules and then trying to abide by the rules. If you, if you mess up the rules and you say my marriage is awful, mm-hmm. uh, I, here's what I'm saying. I think there's a lot of people out there who feel like they have an awful marriage because they've set up a bunch of rules that shouldn't exist. Well, and
1: mm-hmm. tension in and of itself isn't a villain. No, like exactly. uh, it can be if it could produce it. Yeah, yeah it can produce if, bad things. Well, or if the tension is there because of sinful expectations or sinful desires or other things like that, like mm-hmm. there can be tension that comes from a negative place. But uh, it, if your heart quits being under tension, you're dead, you know, That's <laughs> like, true. That's true. I mean, like. Well, we uh, feel
2: like the reason we grow so much together as a three of us is because we have we push at each yeah, other. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. not like I mean, imagine but it's not
1: if, manipulative or uh, malicious. Or, That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean,
2: if you guys, I mean, I think if y'all's, if you, Ryan, you and Pierce, if your perspective was my goal is to always be right, we probably wouldn't be doing this, right? Because mm-hmm. I, you would constantly be pissed at me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? Because I'm going to ask hard questions constantly. Yeah. But if 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 our goal collectively is we want to grow together, yeah, it doesn't mean that one of us is always right and the other ones are always wrong. Right, it's, yeah. For us, it's like this ebb and flow of like, oh yeah, you're right. I never
1: thought about that. We mm-hmm. literally feel like we're a team, yeah, not yeah. individuals trying to not have tension. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like if your marriage, for an example, if your marriage is a competition yeah. rather yeah. than a team, a team. Yeah, so tension shapes us like it can, it, it can also be bad. So I'm not saying that the tension in your marriage is justified. It That's might why be, they,
2: in the heart, they call it hypertension. That's right. Bad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. It, it, it might be, you might actually have a crappy marriage. That might be why there's a lot of tension there. But, <laughs> but if, if you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to get stronger muscles or whatever, you're going to put your body under tension and it's going to produce positive results and no one's angry at the tension. Nope.
2: But, well, you might be in the
1: moment. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's producing the, it, the goal. I think that's right? what people
2: forget yeah. is like well, that example you're talking about. Even with like with like lifting um, or even cardio, it hurts in the moment,
0: mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. we're
2: so after a life without hurt that, yeah. that we use that as a rule to gauge. I, it's it's like I did that relationship hurts. Yeah. Instead of recognizing like, man, maybe this is a, a means by which I can grow.
1: Yeah. The the problem, and we'll talk about this a little bit in the simpler conference. The problem is when the tension is the result of law and rules rather than the gospel mm-hmm. like yeah that, maybe in the
2: example of weight loss or like getting in shape it's a difference between you saying i'm going to go lift or run or do cardio because i want to get in shape versus like i'm working in a slave labor camp for 18 <laughs> hours a right. day yeah. you know what i'm yeah. saying like that's this, this yeah. two different extremes although right. your body is through going through tension in both scenarios right
1: yeah yeah and and so the the aim is to to uh, walk worthy of the gospel and, and to, and we can because of the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: I think that's the point is like, we forget that we we try to, we try to come up with all these schemes of like Mm -hmm. how to do better instead of just going,
1: Holy crap. Like I don't
2: have to do that stuff anymore. I can live in the newness of life. I've been given through Jesus by Mm -hmm. the spirit.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Victory has been given to us as people of faith through the resurrection. It's not like we are forgiven and God pats us on the back and says, There you go, figure it out. You're just, you're clean now. Stay clean. <laughs> we are. I, like,
2: I really like the new, uh, one of the new Phil Wickham songs, Battle Belongs, mm-hmm. for that reason. It gives yeah. that perspective. Like, when all I see is the battle, you see the victory. And all, mm-hmm. When all I see is the mountain, you see the mountain moved. Uh, I, he also says that he says, When, when all I see is the cross, uh, yeah. You see the empty tomb. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, the, yeah, it's a good line. I think that's exactly what we're talking about. The mm-hmm. battle is not, you mentioned that earlier, Pierce, like mm-hmm. we feel like it's this battle. Mm-hmm. The battle's not ours. You yeah. know what?
1: Oh, we don't have time to go into all this, but maybe this is a follow-up episode at some point. Maybe the reason we struggle with this is because we've been taught for so long that the cross isn't for us. What I mean by that is Jesus went to the cross so I didn't have to. When, oh, I when, gotcha. what the Bible, oh. what, what, so because because the cross was what Jesus did so i didn't have to the resurrection also doesn't oh interesting isn't mine does that make sense Ooh. because because the bible invites us to the cross so jesus Boy. says unless you go are you not following my cross? No, no no
0: i am i was just thinking, i was going to get to that as well is that yeah. like if the if the cross isn't for us then i haven't died at the cross my right. old self right. hasn't died yeah, yeah exactly yeah.
1: so maybe because mm. we've made the cross I something we've escaped we've also therefore in our minds escaped the resurrection mhm uh, because Jesus says, anyone who comes after me must deny himself and take up his cross. Uh, Paul says in Galatians two twenty, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me, and the, the life that I live in this body, I now live by faith in the Son of God. Yeah, uh, uh, Romans chapter six, two through eight, six times says, because we've died with Christ, we've been raised to walk in innocent yeah. life. So maybe the the preaching on the cross has always been Jesus went to the cross so you don't have to. When the Bible teaches Jesus went to the cross, uh, it's first Peter four, Christ went to the cross setting for us an example so that we also would be done with sin. Yeah, exactly. And so maybe because we've mistaught the cross that this was done in our place.
2: Yeah. The first Peter example. It's interesting because I don't think he's saying like daily that's not like a daily example of like i think like die to sin today what he's right. saying is is like the the moment you put faith in Jesus you are joining him in his death Dying to sin yeah, and then joining him in the resurrection. So right. I think we a lot of people would even take First Peter as like, well, today I gotta join Jesus at the cross so I can die to my sin instead of recognizing, oh, no, you already no, did it's that. Done. Mm-hmm. But when you put your faith in Jesus. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh,
1: it's Hebrews 12 where he says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfect of our faith. And it says, For you have not yet resisted your sin to the point of shedding blood. So it's using mm-hmm. the cross of Christ as an example of how we obey God and how we resist sin. Uh like maybe. I want to be really careful here. The cross is for us. Yeah. Okay. But we have also been invited to join Christ at the cross. And when that gets lost in our theology, perhaps the resurrected life also gets lost in our theology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it, I don't think we have time to go into that, but it's no. just a thought. it would be a really
2: interesting episode to do. Yeah. Yeah. I got some thoughts on Hebrews 12 now that you said that, but we'll do it later.
1: Okay. Absolutely. Well, today
0: simpler view i think there is victory in the resurrection that we can walk we walk as people of faith we walk in newness of life due to the resurrection of christ yeah the victory of the cross is sealed in the victory of the resurrection yeah Are we good with that uh i,
2: th- I think uh, i'm i'm a little uncomfortable still making them separate things in terms of like oh, okay. the efficacy i think that it's yeah. the death and resurrection of jesus
1: okay yeah, it, you have to make it maybe yeah, a whole statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I think they combine together, and I think that. So yeah, I think the death and resurrection, and we're we're trying to put the focus here on this, on this episode on the resurrection because I think a lot of people forget about it. But I think yeah, yeah, yeah. so. It's like, um, they were both necessary. Yeah, absolutely. If, if Jesus had like not come <laughs> to bear sin, mm-hmm. which would be weird to even say that, like, and just died, and then resurrected, it, it wouldn't have the same efficacy. You, yeah, know, you yeah, see what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Right. Like, yeah. Like they it's, both, it's combined together. Mm-hmm. I think our point is we oftentimes put so little weight on the resurrection and what it has accomplished mm-hmm. for us in day, in like our daily life. Well, the life we have now,
1: yeah, yeah. So resurrected I'm, life.
2: Yeah, maybe the simpler viewpoint is we have new life in Christ because of the resurrection. Boom. So live it. So live it. Get out like get out of this mindset that that mm-hmm. you're on the bench and that you're worthless. Listen, your worth rests in Jesus. You may right. think you're worthless. Um, Ryan even admits that he feels like he's worthless at times. Like there's times in your own brain you, you deal with that, but it it is, it is your remembrance of the word of God of what Jesus Christ has done for you that brings you out of that has brought you out of it from the beginning. Yeah.
1: And Mm -hmm. and that's the, I I live differently now than I did 20 years ago. I would say that I probably have feelings of worthlessness at some point every single day of my life. Mm but what enables me to not live there for more than five or 10 minutes is what I remember about who Christ is. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so, and maybe you're Whereas in that, 20
1: years ago, I, li- I lived in it for a decade. It,
2: yeah, it affected you. And so maybe people are there, like you feel like you're worthless and it's mm-hmm. remembering who we are in Christ, what God has done for us through him and the life we have now by his death and resurrection that allows us to go, okay, that's not actually true. You say this a lot. I, you recognize that those aren't true thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, it's a lie um, because- uh, Because for me, truth has to foundationally rest in who God is and what he said. Yep. Mm -hmm. The death and resurrection
0: of Christ has given you life now. Yes. Right now. You know where we are right now? Mm. we're at the garden audio what's up we're chilling with steven out here that's what we're doing if you guys haven't followed the garden audio on instagram what are you doing with your life just real quick tell me right now you watching tell me what are you doing with your life (laughs) follow at the garden audio on instagram right now go see what steven's up to he's sharing memes he's sharing stories if you have questions about audio gear audio things how he records what he does what he uses to edit hit him up he'll he loves talking about it Um, we, while you're over there on social media, we are at simpler pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, tell us your thoughts on episodes, give us suggestions for future episodes. That's how you can connect with us is at simpler pod. While you're over there, you'll see the links. Like we said earlier for the simpler conference, that's this month. That's just less than two weeks away. Go get signed up. And if it's already full, then you're going to want to follow along so you can see those clips, but be sure to check and get signed up. Come out to San Angelo, come hang out. Guess what? It's only 10 bucks. 10 bucks for six amazing sessions. We're going to dive deep. Like we said, we're going to talk about marriage. We're going to talk about family, parenting. We're going to talk about emotional baggage, finances. We're going to have a simpler live episode. You guys get to open a Dr. Pepper. The Essence of Steven might be there. It's going to be dope. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a great weekend. That's May 13th and 14th for only $10. Uh, go catch those, those links at SimplerPod or in the show notes of this episode. And as always, keep Christ as core. What could be simpler than that? We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.